0: So I think it's so important that like, if you truly give a shit about making an inclusive space, you have to have the education first. Like you just, it all goes back to education.
1: Hey, Slay. hey everyone, it's me Jay and I'm with my girl Nina and welcome back to the No Stylist Left Behind podcast. We have to give a big shout out to our sponsors at Oloco Professional and it is Pride Month and we are kicking off Pride Month with a special guest, someone that is so dear to our hearts and souls and they are an industry business educator teaching hairstylists to systematize their beauty biz. So I want to welcome, and Nina wants to welcome, Hunter Donya to the No Stylist Left Behind podcast.
2: Hi, how are you guys? Thank you for having me on here. Of course. Yes. Happy Happy Pride Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. Yes, yes, yes. I'm really pumped about this conversation. I'm super pumped to have you back. It's been a while since we've had you on our podcast. I think it's been like a year and a half or so maybe yeah even more. it's been a minute
0: and it's always a great time whenever y'all are involved so <laughs> i thank you so much for having me here again Any time that i get to spend talking to y'all is a good time so thank oh, you for having me here
2: well thank you and same
1: yeah, yeah we feel the same and what is so special about this pride month um, for our podcast and all like a professional is we are celebrating looking back and moving forward and this conversation piece is all about that's so important right now in our world right because without knowing where we've been we won't have the direction moving forward and this awareness piece right now is so crucial to save lives around the world so I'm super pumped that we're all going there today but let's start um hunter let us know your pronouns and tell us a little bit about your story but that's not all we want to know what does pride mean to you
0: all right um so my pronouns are he him however i accept anything and um as far as like my story goes it actually is really interesting how much it coincides with like how I got into the industry, it really truly is like a hand in hand situation. It's why I'm so passionate about this industry. So I, um, I came out from a really young age, I was very privileged to have like known from a young age and for somehow some way had been comfortable and confident enough to have come out um, from a young age, I came out in like seventh grade. And I remember like, at the time, I remember just like, trying so hard to like, pretend to be something else that I wasn't for years especially like in middle school just to like fit in with all the boys Mm -hmm. and like like um suppress my femininity femininity as much as possible to fit in and it just felt so exhausting and fake and awful and i just remember i was on skype with like my best friend megan in like seventh grade just like at night just randomly just hanging out with her and all of a sudden i don't even know what hit but it punched me in the face all of a sudden i just had this crazy clear awareness like I'm gay like period like it just Uh happened and uh, and I didn't really understand that I like what it was or what it wasn't because I was just so young but uh, up until that point I was just kind of like in denial or just like I didn't really get it and then I finally clicked and I finally accepted it to myself and I was like I cannot wait to fucking come out of the fucking closet so I no longer have to make excuses for who the fuck I am anymore Mm -hmm. it's like this is exactly who I am And I don't have to, and that doesn't mean that I have to be this way or this way, but you don't get to tell me like, oh, if you're a straight person or if you're like a normal boy, then you should be acting this way or that way. I was just like, so ready to be freed of all that. So I came out on Facebook
2: and- (laughs) Wow, okay.
0: Well, and this was the days where Facebook was all like kids, like there were nobody above like high school level, even college, I guess I call it like above college age that were on Facebook. So my parents weren't on there, but I came out on Facebook, my entire school found out and luckily, you know, of course it's going to be the assholes, but luckily I actually had a pretty comfortable experience. Wow. What ended up happening was I started to express myself more outwardly. As far as my physicality goes, so I started to dye my hair like every other week with like mm-hmm. splat and like manic panic and box dye. <laughs> Gosh, um, manic panic! I started to experiment with makeup and like wear more feminine clothes, you know. Um, and that's when I got a lot of like the hate mm-hmm. and the bullying and the ostracization from my family and being fearful of like just walking outside and going to the mall and all of that is when. I would outwardly physically express myself. Um, And so I, you know, with my parents were always like really fine with me being gay. Like they didn't give a shit. What they really did not like just because they were concerned for my safety was like me, like going out in more feminine clothes and wearing makeup and all that stuff. And so my relationship with them was pretty rough um, all throughout like the beginning of like high school up until i got a job in a salon so i started in mm-hmm. vocational school when i was like 15 i started a cosmetology program and i got a job in a salon as a general assistant at, literally i started out on my 16th birthday and i went in there as my damn self like i was wearing heels i had yes. like, extensions like i did let them have it. it full be <laughs> face like all the things <laughs> And my luckily at at the time, you know, my owner, my salon owner and my manager and all the stylists there were very supportive of me just expressing myself and being who I was. And it wasn't until like a year working into the salon where my mom and my dad like saw like, oh, like he is celebrated in these spaces like he can be successful and there are people who will accept him for who he is and he will be just fine. It wasn't until I got into the salon and until I got into my cosmetology vocational program where I fully felt celebrated, supported, and appreciated for exactly who I was and where I felt like I really belonged and I wasn't ostracized. And so it literally like be coming into this industry, like literally like repaired my relationships with my parents. Mm. It set me up for so much success with just being able to lean into exactly who the hell I am and not be and and be unapologetic about it, but also be successful in doing so, you know, within an industry that I love that I get to make an impact in other people's lives, you know. Um, And so what pride means to me is exactly that is is exactly being who the hell you are unapologetically And furthermore, creating visibility of queer people who are existing and who have the courage to exist because it literally is like a courageous thing to just exist as a queer human being. Um, And to show other people out there who may not be in a, a comfortable position or are battling with themselves or whatever it may be um and to see that the, the, that we're out here and we're not going anywhere and that we exist and it's possible for people to uh to be loved and accepted if they lean into this community. So
2: wow. That's what oh I mean gosh. to me. I just got goosebumps because I feel like I just picture you as this young boy and just having this moment of clarity right and and being so brave and so courageous to come out and yeah. do it on facebook like a platform that's so public right i mean <laughs> yeah. i really I, I i commend you for that and but also just listening to yourself and doing what felt good for you yeah you know i think people just you know sometimes we just feel like you said like we suppress or we can't be a certain way or we can't live life a certain way and we're always so concerned with what other people are thinking and you as a young boy said, I'm leaning into my truth and I'm going to be who I am. And then going into the salon world and seeing that you were accepted with open arms. I mean, that just is like, it almost like made me tear up a little bit because I feel like all of us want to feel accepted. All of us want to be validated. All of us want to feel loved. And I can't imagine what that feels like to be in yourself and not feel like you can't receive that, you know? And so um, this kind of just leads me so naturally into what I I really want to talk about um, being an ally and what a good, what makes a good ally and what is the action? Like, what is the call to action for uh, other people who are listening, who really want to be of support and be an ally for this community?
0: yeah i think good allyship looks like um educating the shit out of yourself and uh listening to people and their stories and listening to how every how specific people would like to be respected right Mm -hmm. um because because and also you know standing up for individuals in circumstances in which they are being marginalized or discriminated against for whatever it may be and you know we're in this time and space and day and age where like There's a lot of scary shit happening in the world right now. And the more that you can speak up and educate yourself and respect people and and more importantly, stand up for them. And then furthermore, create safe environments for those people to exist. Right. Um, I think all of that is how you can be a good ally. But it really all starts with educating yourself, you know. You can't like go running around and wave a rainbow flag and like want to be friends with all of these LGBTQ plus people if you haven't educated yourself Mm -hmm. for how you can create a, be a safe human being around those people, be a person where those people will feel like they can find friendship and somebody who they'll feel okay and comfortable around. Um, That doesn't come without the education first. So the number one thing that I encourage anybody to do in their journey of inclusivity um, specifically to LGBTQ plus, because that's just because what I'm more comfortable speaking about, right? Like, um, what's what more I'm more educated about, and my personal experiences in that um, is is start to educate yourself. That's where you got to start as an ally.
2: Wow! Eva. And I think taking this even like let's take it to a different level, right? Because I really want to talk about inclusivity and creating a space, a safe space, and a safe environment on a macro level. So. From a brand's perspective but then on a micro level in a salon for a salon owner for an independent artist like what do what do we do what do we do to create more inclusivity more safety and an environment where everyone is welcome
0: i think as a i think for brands like at a macro level i think two things come to mind and number one it's always going to be visibility um, and that goes for all types of inclusivity across the board, obviously. But, you know, we don't often see, you know, queer people in in uh, a, like being being advertised or being a part of campaigns um, as as much and definitely visibility and then making sure that as far as your team goes and hiring people that are queer and who can be at the table, who can check things, who can bring that um, that diverse Uh, uh, knowledge and background and experiences to the table, I think is really important. The other thing I think that it's that's that I see as a really major problem. And I, we, we see it all the time is the tokenizing and the dehumanizing of queer people.
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) Uh And so, so I, I mean, I've just seen it myself. Like I, I, I feel like all, I mean, in my experience as a gay person, as a queer person, like, I'm just so often, I feel like I'm some sort of like toy or I'm like not a human or I'm just like this or a prop. Yeah, 100%. Instead of like a real human who has real wisdom and real knowledge and something to actually offer Mm -hmm. and substantial to an intellectual conversation or like whatever, maybe I'm not just like, yes, fabulous gay boy who can like (laughs) do this and that and the third, you know? Um, And I think that brands being educated, teams being educated to make sure that they're not making people feel tokenized and feel dehumanized, I think is really, really important. And I know that. I mean, for me, just moving through my life, if the people around me, if the businesses that I've been around, if they were more educated about that and they saw me more as a human, it would be a little bit less difficult to. um, uh, It would be less difficult to. It would. It would be. It'd be less difficult to, not get down on myself. Right. That I already the way that I already do all the time. Right. Like the the instilled um, inherent shame that comes with just being queer and growing up queer and, and and like having that live with you for the rest of your life, like that shame never goes away. And you always have those thoughts in the back of your brain of like, am I really good enough for this? Am I really worthy of actual love and actual respect yep. from other human beings? And so I think that if more people were educated and they were were less dehumanizing of queer people, then I yeah. think that people could live a little bit more uh, comfortably.
1: Mm. I, I am so... I, I am so revved up because you hit that nail on the head. Like it's the shame. And I've had also like looking at you, like I know that pain of showing up into an arena or a room and 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 it's not it's very clear of what role like the flamboyant ones have to play. And it's not, it is dehumanizing, right? Like walking in and going, oh, I'm the one that has to twirl. Like I'm the one that has to rev it up. Like, but it's also second nature because that was our protection. Yes. Being so flamboyant was a way that no one would ever really step to us because it was uncomfortable right so that flamboyantness is also a protection of keeping us safe right yeah. like as long as i show up and show out and i can put on this like very dramatic performance only a select few would go there right, right? and visit in that space with us but also it's like having that education piece and i feel that remaining curious across the board of inclusion right yes. and asking better questions right and having more awareness will make that allyship like beautiful and And there are spaces where I feel protected, where, you know, like that it's yummy to me, where I'm like, oh, I'm seen as Jay, not like, oh, you're the gay one. Right. So that means you have to go do our cartwheel and like snap your fingers (laughs) information. formation. Like all of this are where's your nails, right? It almost is playing on that. So I I love that you shared that. You were so vulnerable in that and you're not alone. And if anyone listening right now feels that, Right like you are not alone and you can lean into us. And this conversation will spark change and awareness. So Hunter, like,
2: yes, thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that. And I think just opening up the conversation, you know, when we think about, uh, let's kind of direct this a little bit, maybe towards salon owners or, or even independents, right. Who are thinking like, how can I make people feel more welcome, whether it be your team or clients coming through the door? what are some steps that they can take to really make a more safe and a more inclusive space
0: yeah so when i was doing research for um an lgbtq plus inclusivity course that i created for salons and and stylists specifically i what what i found was the largest misconception is that oh why do i have to do anything extra i welcome everybody into my space like that is like the biggest misconception wow. that people have in their brains is that like they don't think that there's any work to do. They're just like, I'm a nice person. Like I'm a good person. And somebody's allow, I will allow somebody to walk into my space. So I must be inclusive, right? I, I genuinely think that people just don't see past that. And so making sure that you're seeing past that and understanding that there are very particular actions and understandings and education that you should have in place to be able to truly make somebody feel welcome in your space, I think is so freaking important. And it goes back to the education because you could wave a rainbow flag out of your freaking salon. Yet what's gonna happen is, is a queer human being or somebody who is part of the LGBTQ plus community will drive by and see that there's a rainbow flag and they'll be like, holy fucking shit. I've been waiting so long for a salon in my community, in my local area, That I would feel safe in and that would be gender affirming, possibly, or where I just would not feel dehumanized or I wouldn't be judged for who I am or I would be a place where they would know what would make me feel respected. Right. So then they're going to go into that salon space. And if they outwardly share, right, that they are an inclusive space, yet that person walks in there and they have the opposite situation and they're actually harmed and they have an uncomfortable, awful experience because of the lack of education, you're literally causing more damage than if you were to just never put that pride flag out your door. Mm. Like you are literally causing more damage by thinking and saying that you're inclusive without the education than just not doing anything at all, right? So, So I think it's so important that like, if you truly give a shit about making an inclusive space, you have to have the education first like you just it all goes back to education you need to understand what the different nuances of everybody's situation is when it comes to the lgbtq lg LGBT, i keep trying to say that super quickly and it's not <laughs> working for me lgbtq plus community understanding the different nuances and the generally the generally accepted um, uh, rules of engagement, I guess you could say, because, you know, nobody's a monolith. Everybody just, th- everybody um, wants to be respected in different ways, specific to the individual, right? However, there are some general guidelines that I think it's important that people are educated about. Yeah. And once you educate yourself of those things, and you're confident that you can welcome somebody into your chair, and you will know how to approach those things, right? then you can show, and it's important to show on your website with a flag, whatever it may be in a directory, whatever it may be, it's important to show that you are a space where people can walk into because there are people in your local community who are begging to find that space, who are waiting and pleading for an educated human being to be able to create that space for them. And I don't think that we truly understand as an industry how much insane power we have to create that type of space. But it takes being willing to put in the work and to educate yourself and then to show and be okay with and be brave enough to show that we are an educated space and we want to create a space for these
1: people. Wow, it's that action, right? Education and then action. I don't know about y'all, but I'm really fired up. (laughs) Me too. Fired up. (laughs) And and it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's like calming the noise and just going back to like asking better questions, getting better answers, right? Like being inquisitive and curious and going there to create that safe space because it's so special what we get to do. And it's our, non-negotiable as hairstylists and owners and leaders and brands to embrace and get knowledge across the board, right? To make sure everyone feels seen, heard, protected because we are licensed to touch, right? Right. And that beautifulness there.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. There's just so much potential. Like it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not just, it's not just not causing harm. It's also literally having the ability to make a massive impact in people's lives. Like, and I just think that it's an it's an important potential to tap into
1: yes Mm, i love it i love it so uh, thank you so much for guiding us along the way on allyship and inclusion and what that looks like not only with brands but with salon teams, independent artists, all of that. And I want to kind of do a little pivot. And we like a little pivot on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm gonna start with you, Hunter. Benina, you're next. Okay. Okay. Um, so I wanna ask if you could embody any color of the rainbow, what would it be and why? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why can't I be every color of this damn rainbow? 100%. You can be the select, whole bag of Skittles. Do it every one hundred percent. I select every single damn color. You know what? Because let, let us have it. I am. I am open minded to adapting and exploring and and uh, being fluid as a human being hmm. in this life and this journey that I'm on. And so I'm. I'm willing to be every
1: single color of the oh, damn I rainbow. That. I love. So Neat. cool. If you could embody any color of the rainbow, what would it be and why?
2: So here's the thing. Okay. Cause we've already (laughs) talked about this and we already know (laughs) what my color is going to be yeah, because it's my birthstone. But I also feel like it's not a color that I wear. It's not a color that I am going to rock in my clothing. However, I do resonate with the color purple yeah because i do feel like because i'm amethyst in my birthstone it is super um calming for me and it creates a lot of peace in terms of like the stone the amethyst stone but there's also a lot of strength in purple there's a lot of um uh like royalty in mm. that color and loyalty, which I am. Yes. So I just feel like I really resonate. If it's going to be any color, it would be purple with like maybe a hint of yellow, like a pop, Ooh, just like a pop that. of yellow, like a little sunshine, a little happy, a little reflection, here, a little kiki. You know what I mean? So I say <laughs> purple with a hint of yellow. That's where I'm at in my life. Yeah. What about you,
1: Jay? Um. So I I embody the color orange. Shocking. Um, because listen, the sun rises and the sun sets. Okay. And I am revved up and ready to go with my spontaneous ass. And it is flame buoyant. So Love. It is, that, I am obsessed. That was from a conversation that me and Nina had before the podcast, but I wanted to bring it out in the forefront. It's flame buoyant, And it's like, <laughs> but also the sun rises and the sun sets and that yeah. energy alone can really help you get back grounded because when the sun rising, it's revving it up, ready to go. Let's get it. And then as the sun setting, it's all about reflection. So it's Mm. kind of reminding you to navigate your life in that way. Like, don't forget what's important and just like to embody, yeah,
2: that energy. So love that. I love it. Listen, this has been, I just love listening to you and I'm in the space of learning all the time. And so I literally got lost a little bit because I was just like so focused on hearing you and what I can learn always to be better and to be a better ally. And so I'm just so thankful and grateful that you're here today and sharing your truth and always being so vulnerable. I would love for you to share where people can find you if they ever need to reach out to you. But also, I know that you have a really awesome resource that I think would be very, very helpful to everyone. So why don't you share that before we peace out for the day?
0: Yeah, no, thank you both for um making continuously, intentionally um always making an impact in this in this industry, in this community with the platforms that you have. It is so important and it's so admirable. And I look up to it so much. So thank, thank you so you. much for Thanks. allowing me to be a part of this conversation. I really, really appreciate it. If people want to hang out with me, on the Instagram at HairByHunty's the place to do it, H-U-N-T-Y. And then um, what I am going to be doing is I'm going to be making our LGBTQ plus inclusivity course for stylists and salons free to the public for anybody to take. It walks you through all of the things. So you're going to learn about gender identity, sexual orientation, all the pronoun things that everybody gets all riled up and confused about. Um, And then furthermore, uh, genderless pricing, and then teaching you how to take all of those basic fundamental concepts and then apply it to actually being a stylist or salon. Mm-hmm. So uh, so yeah, you guys can probably find that in the link in my bio of my Instagram and awesome. th- or my website, hunterdonia.com. And if if you need any assistance, if you would like somebody to speak with about anything, I'm here for you. Just shoot me a DM, my friend.
2: Hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. As always make sure that you go give him a follow on Instagram. I know right. that you're super responsive to and always very supportive. So, you know, you can reach out to any of us, of course, but reach out to um, Hunter, if you are looking for extra support and, and that course amazing. Thank you so much for doing that. And listen, <clears throat> you know, you know us, right? We're always here for you. We appreciate you just supporting us over the past few years and riding with us all all of this time. And I think more than ever, just thank you so much for tuning in. Give us a follow at It's Mr. J. Ladner, at Nina Tulio, and our sponsor at Oligo Professional, at Oligo Pro. And if you learn anything from listening to us today, please know that it is okay to live in your truth and remember to always live your life out loud. See you next time.